Pod Blast. Pod Blast. Here we go. It's excellent. Hello out there, boys and girls. DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI. Joined as always by Doc Manson at Doc Manson. And it is a Pod Blast. You are probably by now tired of hearing our voices. Uh, you're, I'm tired of speaking. Your podcast cups doth run over. Uh, between multiple NAI shows, uh, and they're going to do... Oh, never mind the NAI shows. Just Just us this week. Well, that's true. We're entering, I believe, hour four, I think. Yeah. Because we did two hours, and we did about two hours with GQ, and then we did a little over an hour yesterday. And here we are today because there is a pay-per-view happening this week, and uh, you have come to expect our predictions and productions. I know you would be devastated if you did not hear what we had to say about this pay-per-view. I know this show is going up for our regular Friday time frame for when we normally release DDT Wrestling, so it's a little shorter show this week on Friday, but... Just again, in case you missed it in your feeds and you're hearing this and not the other two shows that already released this week, go back. We did a live show where we were reacting to the draft as it happened with our buddy GQ. We've been told on Twitter that was a great show. They feel like people really got to know us and our personalities, the real people. Not to say that what we say on here is not the real us. I mean, I think it is too, but I guess it was just us having a good time. People seem to like that. So if you didn't hear it, go listen. And then, of course, we had our usual, you know, babble between the two of us the day after with our reactions to the draft. Yes. And uh, here we are. <clears throat> and now here we are heading into Battleground, which, um, <clears throat> dare I say, is a fairly pointless pay-per-view. And I feel bad mm. saying that, but, the you know, this is the last pay-per-view um, of, you know, I suppose you can call this pay-per-view pre-brand split. I don't know that the Raw and SmackDown changeover is going to have a huge effect. I can tell Doc Manson is looking up the matches as we speak. Why would I do that? Uh, I don't know. To prepare? Um, but we've got... thing that I do? We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We've got eight matches on the card, so let's get right into it so we can get this out and then go record a private earful where we take a look at night two of the Cruiserweight Classic. Um, So let's start, uh, I'm going to just go bottom up. Um, Sasha Banks is teaming with a mystery partner to take on the team of Charlotte and Dana Brooke. So I suppose we need dual predictions here, Doc. Number one, who do you believe the mystery partner is? And number two, who wins? And if you'd like to continue eating your beef jerky, I can go first. Um, All right, there we go. Doc's got his beef jerky. If you listened to our live SmackDown draft show, you know he keeps it in a secret place and does not share, much to GQ chagrin. Uh, if I'm, you had asked DC, I would have gladly gotten Well, I, that, that is good to know, because I am partial to the beef jerky. Uh, all right. I am going... I, I had written down one thing, but I, the more I think about it, the more I am changing my answer. Did you watch NXT? No. Of course not. Um, I was watching Ultima Lucha Dos, which is something else we should talk about, because that was we, a two-hour show we do last not, night, part three. We do oh not my God. have time on a pod blast to talk about that. We will have to save it for yet another show. Perhaps we can work it in to the Cruiserweight Classic show, because we'll Maybe have we we'll have time then. All right, uh, my prediction, the mystery partner will be Nia Jax. 
I agree. Um, and my prediction, however, is Sasha Banks and Nia Jax win, and then following that, Nia takes out Sasha. That's a great prediction. Uh, and I... She broke out a new move. Um, Who? Nia Jax. She wrestled Bailey last night on NXT. Uh, she broke out a version of the Jackhammer, which myself and probably 450 other people immediately dubbed the Jack's Hammer. Uh, and yep. it was amazing because she's oh, yeah. strong enough to get them in the air and powerful enough and sizable enough so that when she comes down on them, it literally looks like she's broken their spine. And I mean that with love. Um, so that is my prediction. Sasha and Naya win, but Naya kind of stakes her claim as a immediate contender for the title, which I have to believe is what they need to do. If, they, if they're going to draft her and they're going to put her in, she's got to be dominant from the start. Your thoughts, sir? Yeah. Um, my th- I don't really care how this match ends. The, the, the thing that you just predicted sounds great to me. That's probably the best booking they could do, introduce Nia Jax and then also establish her as a dominant heel. At the same time, I don't know that Raw has any more room for dominant heels. Uh, it seems to me that if Nia Jax is going to come in as a heel, she ought to come in adding to the stable of Charlotte, Dana, and now Nia. So, you know, this 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 new Four Horsewomen, Raw's version anyways. Um, so I don't know if that really makes any sense. I, I don't know if Nia Jax being a heel separate from Charlotte and Dana clicks in my mind. Okay. But the other thing I just want to point out, too, about this match is this is, or at least ask anyways, is this not the second event in a row where the women's title was not defended and it was a tag match with Charlotte and uh, Dana? I believe so, but I would I can't even remember what the last one was. It wasn't pay... Was it payback? Let me do a quick Maybe. search here. Uh, da, da, money da. in the bank. Oh, money in the bank. I suppose was probably it. So let me now do another quick search as I knock my headphones out. So let me fix that. All right. <laughs> money in the bank. You're probably right. That was probably when Becky and Natalia split up. That's what I thought it was. And so let's my check question is, is: What's going on with Charlotte? Yeah, defending that Charlotte belt. and Dana Brooke defeated Natalya and Becky Lynch. Shouldn't she be stripped of that title now, since it's been more than thirty days without her defending it? I I would have works? to go back through to see if she's defended it, but yeah. um, I don't. You know, it never. They decide to use those rules when and whenever if they, want. they want to. All right. Yeah. So, so sorry. So right. I guess I'll just. Um, hmm. I can't remember what happened. Recently, so I'm not really even sure where they are in the feud. So I'll just say <clears> Sasha, Sasha came wins. out. They cut a bunch of promos. All right. I hope Sasha wins. So I'll just put that down. All right. Next up, um, New Day versus Wyatt non-title match, and then of course Braun stays on <clears throat> Raw while Bray and Eric Rowan go to SmackDown, which is interesting in and of itself. But we can't talk about that right now because we got to stay um, on topic. Since it's a non-title match, you'd think that the Wyatts would win. That's exactly what I'm saying. Is Who won the compound match? I don't believe there was a winner so much as eventually New Day kind of ran off. Yeah. 
Uh, but I think maybe New Day wins. I know it's a non-title match. There's no reason for them to. Win. Well, which is why but I the Wyatts are breaking up. So. Yes, but I I have to go with the what you know. I, I think they talked about this on NAI Pod, but they didn't do their own predictions. But Bray Wyatt needs to go on to SmackDown with as much positive momentum as possible has he ever had any positive momentum ever i'm hoping forgive me that this will be a new day for him and that (laughs) so i'm saying the wyatts if you would like to say new day go ahead but i think there is no reason for the new day to win none i agree which is why they will win all right they've already set the record they've already beaten uh paul london and brian kendrick's reign they are the best they haven't beaten demolition that's true but they don't talk about demolition all that often. They keep talking about Kendrick and London. So, all right, next up, United. But you must say that while the announcers don't talk about demolition, it's the sort of group that New Day would talk about. You would think so. They would come out with the masks. Yeah. All right, U.S. title: Rusev versus Zack Ryder. Rusev, you know, it... Rusev on one show, Zack Ryder on the other. You know, I played my cards on this seemingly with our last couple of shows where I said I thought the titles were going to change brands but um you know what I just I don't know that I can I don't know that I can reasonably predict that they're going to put a title on Zack Ryder Rusev retains I am saying Rusev retains too if you listen to our other shows I won't even call them old, our other shows. Um, I made the prediction that we're going to see some trades, which is a pie in the sky, one of my famous pie in the sky predictions. Uh, but I think. Have, has there been any official talk about trades at all? No. Just checking. I, I, was, no. I, I wasn't sure. I no. was just checking. No. Okay. I haven't even broached the subject, but again, again, this is just fantasy booking. That's why I called it my pie in the sky prediction is that they get traded because I think Rusev has a better chance of succeeding in the way we want him to succeed on SmackDown uh, rather than being on Raw. Um, and, and again, Agreed. I don't think, you know, as much as it would kind of start SmackDown off in a nice way to have Zack Ryder show up as the United there, States champion. There is only one way that the booking plays out. With Zack Ryder winning the U.S. Championship. He wins it. He shows up on Tuesday. And loses it. And he loses it to Baron Corbin. Or The Miz. No. He loses it to The Miz. And then The Miz just immediately becomes the U.S. Champion? Yes. Are you changing your, pro- are you changing your production oh, now? Oh, man. Because now you just... Can't, can't you just is, see them doing that to Zack Ryder? This is the problem with fantasy booking. Is oh, I, I think Baron Corbin's the better answer, to be honest. You, I think it's you, a better answer too. You've almost con- you've almost convinced me that Zack Ryder comes out on SmackDown. I'm a fighting champion. I want to reinstitute the U.S. Open Challenge. Bring it on. Baron Corbin comes out. End of days. Him in 30 seconds. Beats him. And he's like, I'm not doing any open challenges. <laughs> this is mine. I'm doing it. I'm saying that Zack Ryder right. wins. It, Just so we have is, some difference in our predictions, it is here. a it is a beautiful piece of writing. See, you you, you, you mock a little bit my penchant for fantasy booking, but it, it gets addictive. Please, all after we ever do on this show is fantasy. That's book. true. Uh, all right, um, I see title Miz versus Darren Young again. Well, based off of my last production, I'm going to say that Darren Young wins. As much as I love 
That's a huge long shot. I don't think he's ready. I don't think that gimmick's in the right place yet Any for t- him to win that well, title. And, 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 you know, you could build it as you go with him as a champion. If you're on a show with a cruiserweight division and a women's title and, you know... Um, but at the same time, as much as I love it and any chance I get to see Bob Backlund I'm going to take when he's on camera and just acting crazy, uh, I can't see it. I could see I – could, I could actually see a world in which the Intercontinental and United States titles are both on SmackDown in some weird way. Maybe even temporarily, you know, unt- just for now because if – and again, I don't think – revealing my hand here. I don't think Dean Ambrose loses this title on Sunday, but if he were and SmackDown suddenly doesn't have a champion, now you have your two mid-card champions who can kind of carry the load for a while until SmackDown sorts out what its world title would look like. Um, Mm. But I'm saying The Miz retains, and again, fantasy booking here, I think The Miz manages to finagle his way back onto Raw. He considers himself a flagship performer. He wants to be on the flagship show. So I think they manage, you know, and again, I'm predicting both mid-card champions retain and then swap shows. Okay. All right. Um, Becky Lynch versus Natalia. I don't believe there's been a pre-show match added, but this could wind up being that. Um, I think Becky Lynch is due. I am saying it for the exact same reason. Right now, I like Natalia a lot, and I hope she does win a woman's title in this two-tier system here. If they honestly expect Becky Lynch exactly. to be the cornerstone of SmackDown, she's she got needs to be strong. She's got more to, so than Bray Wyatt. She's, she's got, got to win. She's got to win. She's you know, I, I contemplated doing some sort of winners and losers of the draft kind of show, talking about you know who's, but she's if you want to talk about people who need to, and we talked about this the other day. Becky Lynch has more pressure on her than perhaps anyone else on this roster because she single-handedly needs to carry the load for the women's division on SmackDown. <laughs> Stop it. What? I didn't say anything. Until Eva Marie beats her for the title. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, the club, which is apparently, according to Twitter, is not disbanding. They're just expanding. Mm-hmm. Um, so the club versus John Cena and Enzo and Cass. I'm going to go ahead. Give it to the club. I'm doing the same thing, and the only reason is uh, it gives John Cena a reason to win at SummerSlam. Now, John Cena historically has lost at almost every SummerSlam he's ever been a part of. That's the major show he loses at. You know, he lost to Punk there. I think he lost to Orton there. He lost to Lesnar there. That's kind of what he does. But at the same time, you can't have AJ Styles continue to beat him. All I can say is in the immediate future, unless Dean Ambrose is actually going to be floating between shows as champion. Did you see that rumor? Heel. No. The the rumor is the world champion will float until SummerSlam. There's no plan to do no, we'll two world titles. Well, let's all I'm going to say is if he doesn't, then they need him to feud with someone on SmackDown and the only person in that position right now would be AJ Styles. Yep. He's the only top... I mean, he is the top heel, really. Oh, absolutely. Um, and again, yet, so when you're looking at... He's looked strong coming off of John Cena. When you're looking at SummerSlam matches, you know, if Cena and Styles becomes one, and I can't mm-hmm. believe they're going to be one and done, you know, this feud has to culminate in a one-on-one matchup. 
right? It can't end on Sunday, can it? It could. If they were going on separate brands, it could. But yeah, they're yeah. going to be sharing the no, same you're show. Right. You're right. You're right. It can't. You know, like I said, if John Cena and Enzo and Cass were going, then you put this off until, you know, a time later when they can continue the the feud. All right. Uh, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. Uh, which might not be the end because, and again, another reason I'm thinking trades, and we talked about this, there's no reason to have them on the same show right now. Unless None. they're going to be some sort of, unless Mick Foley... You want to talk about guys who need to be on SmackDown. You talk about Rusev. I'm talking about Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens needs to be on SmackDown to get his chance to shine. Sammy Zayn, he's a cruiserweight. Keep him on Raw. He is being Owens, he is being listed now at two hundred and five pounds, which is the cutoff. Kev, so. Kevin Owens, I, put I'm him all over for there it. on SmackDown. Again, who else does he have at the top of that roster to feud with? Whoever the champion is on SmackDown, you've got AJ right now, potentially Randy Orton, but he's not really a heel. Mm. We don't know yet. But you want another top heel there, Kevin Owens. Yep, I'm all for it. But who wins this match? I'm saying Kevin Owens just because... It's always Kevin Owens. The only... Th- and this goes back to my comparis- comparing them to Tommy Dreamer and Raven. The only time Sami Zayn should beat Kevin Owens is for a title. That should be the yeah. first time he pins him cleanly in a major event is for a title. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. This is a pretty boring prediction show, huh? We've differed on a couple of things. And you know what? Again... This is what happens when you have a show that is fairly yeah. simple. It's to, after the draft. Yes. It seems like it's, it's tidying it's a, things it's a, up. It's yeah. It's kind loose of... Loose ends. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So you can kind of predict it fairly easily. Though, here's my fantasy booking, my new fantasy booking idea. This is why I like talking to you, because I get these new ones. Mick Foley, loving the dynamic, insists as GM that Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens become a tag team. And they win mm. the tag team titles. Still hating each other. <laughs> I'd watch it. Exactly. You know. I mean, that's exactly what Team Hell No did, essentially. But, the, uh, yeah, and no, no, being sent, no being sent to couples therapy. It's just, you know. Oh, that'd be great if they were, though. It, well, it would be, but then you're just blatantly cop. Oh, man, Kins on SmackDown. That would be so great if he was the couples counselor. I've been here before. Yeah. Let me talk to you guys. We'll be fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, f- that brings us to uh, the triple threat match for the world title. Uh, the returning hero, the conquering hero, the Adderall hero, Roman Reigns, taking on Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose for the title. I don't know who wins the title, but I know that Roman Reigns gets pinned. Yes. I think that's a, a given. Yeah. Um, I'm saying, so I don't know. I'm saying Ambrose just because... You want him to continue this run. Like, you know what I mean? SmackDown needs to... He won on SmackDown, which I know some people are going to say, well, that proves he's going to lose at Battleground. But well, I, here's my justification. I'm going to say that Seth Rollins wins. Okay. Because, as everybody likes to say about everything we've seen about SmackDown so far, they're positioning that show to be the underdog show. So... Get it up started off next week with them not having a world champion, and they are solidified as the underdog show. That's fair. I don't know if I really agree with that logic, but what the hell? Let's just say the Seth Rollins. No, wins. there you go. I think that's fine, and I think you could have Stephanie McMahon and 
maybe an agreeable Mick Foley come out and literally just hand Seth Rollins a title to open Raw. You know, you might have lost, but you are our champion, and so here is this new belt we've made just for you. Mm. So, and then you could have Roman Reigns come out and whatever. And whatever. That's kind of, you know, it's, I I feel bad, but that's how I feel about this paper. I'm excited, you know, wrestling is fun. I'm going to enjoy sitting down on Sunday night and having something to watch. But then I'm going to sit down on Monday and have something to watch. And then I'm going to sit down on Tuesday and have something to watch. And then I'm going to sit down on Wednesday and have something to watch. And then on Thursday, I'm going to be recording from your house because I'm sleeping on your couch. Yep. Yes, you are. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, with that, I believe you've come to the end of the pod blast. Um, DC Matthews is about to be homeless. (laughs) So well, given that this is the uh, our regular show for the week, we did have one email. Let's just do it real quick. Oh, sure. Uh, Dear Doc in D.C., since Bailey wasn't drafted, do you think she shows up at Battleground as Sasha's partner, or would it be someone else that was drafted to the roster? Um, obviously, we talked about this. We think it's going to be Nia Jax. Uh, mm-hmm. Bailey, it's just not our time just yet. I think Bailey conti- wrestles Asuka at Brooklyn. Loses. That's her swan song for NXT. And if Sasha is to win the women's title, Bailey comes out the next night on Raw and they pick up where they left off with their NXT yeah. feud. Doc, have you seen the new Ghostbusters movie oh, yet? All right. Let's take a few minutes and talk about that. Uh, so this will still be pod blasty if we get it in under half an hour. Uh, you did Before see Before we go into that. Oh, my God. Just let me just finish the email. Keep up the half-ass work, not John Superman. Thank you. You did see Ghostbusters yesterday. What were your thoughts? I did see Ghostbusters. I saw it over the weekend. What did you think? I liked it. I liked it, too. I thought it was very good. You know, a lot of people said it was, you know, it was destined to be bad, but it was a very entertaining movie that took the same general ideas but did their own thing with it. it you know i appreciated the without spoiling it i appreciated their um homages to yep. the old movies um but i, I had thought, a few minor minor quibbles minor well um, no movie's gonna be perfect right i mean you know i i didn't really care for how um, Holtzman, who is their, you know, sort of Egon replacement engineer. I didn't care how she was making a new device every 30 seconds in the film. I thought that was a bit much, but uh, I thought her character was incredibly engaging. Uh, I thought she was easily the highlight of the team. Uh, I thought she did a lot of really good work. Uh, I was in impressed. That role. Actually, I was impressed with how Melissa McCarthy, who usually kind of is the movie. She's usually playing this really strong character, right? She's usually just this crass, rude, Mm -hmm. crude... And in this one, she was just just playing a movie character. Yeah, she almost took a back seat and let Holtzman and um, the other one... Aaron? No, the other one, Leslie Jones. Patty? Yes, thank okay. you. Um, let them kind of have 
you know, this was almost like introducing these two new yes. talented people, and I, w- I was impressed with that. But uh, I thought it was good. Um, quibble, another quibble. Like I thought the villain. I was um, Mrs. Matthews said the same thing. Yeah, I did not care for him. She at thought all. she thought it was a, a fairly weak villain for you know such a movie, and it was weak and I don't know, sort of. I don't know what the right term is. Not pandering, but it was the stereotype that kind of stuck out like a sore thumb. I thought I I, I didn't think it it worked. What did you think of Chris Hemsworth's character? Vapid, idiotic, too much screen time, but hilarious. I'm going to spoil one thing. No, I'm not. I'm just going to show you. But when he did this... Yes! I was like, that's the most brilliant thing I've ever seen in my life. That was hilarious. I liked the part where um, he held up the two photographs and asked which one made him look more like a doctor. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you done that? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. You don't even play the saxophone. <laughs> no, but you know. Uh, but um, yes. I, and, I, the, and the other complaint I guess I would have about it was just the special effects. I thought the ghosts were maybe a little too neon. You know, just a little too video gamey mm-hmm. in, in their in their quality. Um, I wish they had toned that back a little bit. Because actually, the thing that I really like about the original Ghostbusters movies, which... There's a tone there that actually was not really replicated in these movies very well at all. But there was this tone in those original films that they were these goofball, off-the-wall, sort of oddball characters, right? The, the team, not not Ernie Hudson, but the three of them. Um, the three original core members, they were these oddballs, but they were in this world around them that was very serious. The entire world around them was realistic, and so they were out of place in that world, and the juxtaposition is what subtly created a lot of the humor in the original film. And in this film, I felt like the world around them was just as crazy as they were. Um, so I didn't think that tonally this matched up with what traditionally I think of as being the feel of the Ghostbusters, necessarily. Um, but again, that aside, it was a funny movie. They did catch some ghosts. Um, I will say this is sort of a spoiler, but whatever. You don't want to hear it. Just skip ahead 30 seconds. Um, they only caught one ghost. There was no containment unit. They had no containment unit in their headquarters. So they, they trapped one ghost, which got free, and they did no other catching of ghosts. And I thought it was really weird that they had developed some technologies that could destroy ghosts by deionizing them. That's, that's not traditionally, again, how the Ghostbusters stuff works. But at the same time... Um, you know, they did their own thing with it. It worked. I thought it was a funny film, even if the tone was a little inconsistent. They had a hilarious Jaws joke. Um, I thought that was very well placed. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I'd be willing to sit down and watch another one of these for sure. Well, and I think that's it. I think we're going to see, obviously, they've set up for a sequel, and hopefully it does well enough to warrant a sequel. I don't think it's going to get a sequel. It did very well at the box office. It almost pulled in $50 million. But given that it cost $150 million to make, plus probably $100 million advertising budget, plus it's not going to do well overseas, um, I'm guessing sequels are questionable at best. Wow. It did do pretty well for opening weekend, but I don't know if it made enough wow. because it had a big budget. Well, yeah. Well, and we'll have to see where things go. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, you've heard our predictions and productions. You've heard our talk about Ghostbusters. Uh, we need to get out of here before the 30-minute yes, blart mark in order to qualify as a pod blast blart? by our definition. Paul Blart? We'll talk about that next week. Right. <laughs> he is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I am DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI. Uh, I hope you enjoy Battleground. Hope you've enjoyed this wonderful week of wrestling. Until we meet again, any final thoughts? dun 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 We'll see you around the neighborhood. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Ghostbusters!